Good morning, good afternoon, good night. What's up? Greetings, Earthman. What up, what up, what up? The strings attached. Greetings, Earthman. They're connected to our presence. You gotta see the monster to be able to destroy the monster. He took the military out before he took the civilians. Who does that? Under Under his his watch. What has he done about police reform in this country? Nothing. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to Unsolicited Genius. I'm your curator, Carlton Ennis, and I'm with Mr. 49er, the San Francisco and podcasting treat, Mo Lofty. On today's show, we will talk about a fed-up Flores, the Super Games leading up to the Super Bowl, and that big boy, Antoine Patton. We hope to give you something to ponder. Unsolicited Genius. What up, what up, what up, Mo? How you doing? What up, Carlton? How are you, my brother? Happy birthday, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, I feel like I've given you enough days. Have you bounced back from your Niners? Hell no, man. It was so disappointing, All right. though. All right, well, I'll take it easy on you. We'll talk about it when we get into what in the sports. Um, but... NFL is hot right now, Super Bowl in a couple weeks. But what ESPN cannot stop talking about, what I am so excited to talk with you about, is former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores' civil suit against the NFL. Um, as I understand it, he's named, he's suing the entire league. Um, he's named three teams, my Giants, uh, his former Dolphins and the Denver Broncos for explicit violations. Uh, but at the start of Black History Month, it looks like everything that we've talked about, or at least a lot of the things that we've talked about related to the NFL, racism, Blackism, et cetera, is going to be called out and, and at least responded to. So with all that you know about Flores, what say you? You know, to me, Flores didn't deserve to get fired. He had back-to-back winning seasons with the Dolphins. I believe that's the first time under Ross's ownership tenure that uh, that was accomplished. Uh, But, you know, just like the the text from Belichick really, to me, shows you all you need to know. It's not an – this is not an equal opportunity hire. They already had the guy that they hired when they gave him the token interview because they're forced to because of the Rooney rule. Um, mm-hmm. while I, 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 I believed in the Rooney rule when they first enacted it, the problem was now it just become like a, like a token thing. It, it's not good enough to just give opportunity. It has to be a legit opportunity. You know, he had no chance to go in there and, and wow them or do anything to convince them that he would, he should get this job because they already made up their mind that Dobble was getting the job. And, you know, and this is no knock on Dobble. You know, I don't know what Dobble's going to do for the Giants, but if if you line up the resumes, you know, to me, based on merit, I don't see how you could think Dobble is a better character than Flores because Dobble's has been an offensive coordinator. Flores uh, has been a head coach. He has a 10-win season under his belt. He has a nine-win season under his belt as a head coach. So for him not to even get a fair shot or 
have any kind of opportunity to get the job, I, I can see why he's pissed off about that, man. I, I really can. I feel his frustration. We know the job specifically, right? And he shouldn't have been fired from the Dolphins. All those openings, he should have gotten a viable opportunity. You know, you like who you like, you go with who you go with. As a Giants fan, I was hoping he was our guy, but we got what the GM, our GM came from the Bills, so our head coach come from the Bills. So, you know, maybe they like each other. But I mean, there's the obviously the day, a familiar familiarity right. there yeah. that 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 is easily understandable too. Like, you know, yes. we can't we can't be naive here either. Um I get that part of it you know I, I truly do but you know if you talk to Miami Dolphins fans Carlton you know so we could just put everything out there for our listeners they'll tell you that Flores had trouble playing nice with other people in the building and that's ultimately what led to his ouster now these same people will also tell you that all that matters to NFL owners is winning and and he appeared mm -hmm. to be winning with the Dolphins so you know I'm not sure how much the factor of him not being able to play nice had to do with anything. Well, we heard, I mean, he said that he didn't take the owner's money. He didn't tank. So I wonder, as I heard like you, that part of the reason he was fired was that he didn't play nice. But then the question becomes, is he not playing nice because he didn't take the money because he didn't tank the team because he didn't do what the owner wanted him to do in order for them to have a chance at, you know, another top draft pick. You know, to me, Carlton, you know, outside of the racial aspect of all of this, that is the, that is the, that is the damning thing for the NFL right there. If this guy is offering him a hundred thousand dollars per game loss, per loss, per yeah, loss, that, that that brings into question the integrity of the game and, and this mm -hmm. is an owner like like this you know have we seen proof uh, of racism in in any of these situations yet um from flores I, I i would say no but is he exposing something that that people of color have always known is there about the nfl i mean is that shocking to you the things that he said it's not shocking to me mm -hmm. um is it believable to me, absolutely. But now he has to be able to prove this. And I just find it hard to believe that he doesn't have the proof. I just find it hard to believe that he doesn't have the proof. And if he is able to prove that this clown was offering him $100,000 per loss, this guy's got to go. He's got to go. He can't be the owner of the Miami Dolphins anymore. And so in the got to go scenario, what does that mean? Because they can force him to sell his team. What? What is the reason? I mean, I'm not sure if they can force him to sell, but I'm sure they have to have something in their bylaws where the other owners could say he's a detriment to the game or to the integrity of the game. You can't just have owners openly paying coaches to lose games on purpose, especially now that the NFL is in cahoots with gambling. Like they're, they're right. definitely in cahoots with gambling. They're in right. bed with gambling. Uh, the fastest way to kill any sport is to have the integrity of the games that are being played questioned. Mm -hmm. You just can't have it. You just can't have it. Um, from the racial aspect of it, man, like just a couple of quick numbers for you, Carlton. Um, in the history of the NFL, 27 uh, coaching jobs have gone to black men. I'm not including bullshit like interim head coach jobs. 27. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
uh, there's only been 20 black men that have ever been the head coach of an NFL team. Some of them had the opportunity to be the coach twice. Um, I don't see how you could look at that number and think that, that there, there's not an issue. And I mean, we look at the number, we've looked at it for a while and have seen that there's an issue. But, you know, what, what also jumps out at me with this is the differentiation that's being made between the NFL and the owners. So we know the players, we got a players association, we talk about the players, we see them on the field, we know their financial concerns. But so many times, as we've talked, we beef with the NFL. The NFL needs to do better. Goodell needs to do better. But what I've at least heard, we'll see how it plays out, is the fact that Goodell and the association that the NFL is, what the Shield represents, they can say we've tried to create more diversity. We've, We've created the programs. We've done the things to seek the equality that we've been chast- we've been tasked with attaining. The problem is we can't dictate, we the NFL can't make the owners do or be something that they don't want to do or be. And so Goodell is but, employed but by the owners. But how can you about diversity when the people that own the league clearly show you they're not about that diversity? See, that right. is, that that's, is that's, the problem. That's it. That's you it. can't you can't expect them to change if they're policing themselves. Like, that's the problem. Right. They're, right. They are policing themselves. And, you know, I just want to talk to some arguments that I've heard uh, from people that are like, well, black GMs are getting hired. Yeah, some, 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 some black GMs are definitely getting hired. But I, I also feel like that's because it's behind the scenes. These mm. NFL owners don't want a black face to be the figurehead of their team, which is exactly what the coach is. There's two people that are the figureheads of the team uh, for the public in the NFL, the quarterback, the coach, the quarterback and the coach. And a lot of these owners don't like the idea of a black man being the face of their franchise. And how do you change that if you – you could say diversity and we believe in equality and they could pump money into social justice programs and they could hire Jay-Z to help with this, but shit ain't really changing. <laughs> shit ain't really changing. And, and, and to speak on Goodell, Goodell, you know, is just a puppet for the owners. Right. He's employed by the owners. They could literally get rid of Goodell anytime they feel like it. So it, it, the onus I think at this point, Carlton, you know, some of our our close friends that we've had this discussion with, uh, one of them was calling for a boycott of the NFL, which, you know, I've said this many times, I wholeheartedly disagree with. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ever boycott something that's helping young black males make millions of dollars. That's just that makes I don't sense. believe I can vibe yeah, with that. I, I don't believe that is the solution. But you know, and it's not on it's not my place or your place to tell anyone to do what what to do with how they make money or how they live life but if if the nfl is ever going to change to me Mm -hmm. the onus Mm -hmm. is on the players the players the players have to be willing to collectively and and i'm not just saying black players carlton we need Mm -hmm. some white allies no it, it has to be black and white for sure i think i've heard a few points made that if you know, if we really want to start 
having events like this instigate change some of the other faces in the game, the not the not black faces, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Cooper Cup, he's the star of the show right now. He's younger in his career, but all of these players have to be able, have to speak up too in order to support the shift that we're seeking. I mean, um, I was talking to one of our, our good friends last night and I was telling him, how powerful would it be if during the Super Bowl, right before the kickoff, if 75% of the players just walked off the field? I mean, right. in full uniform. Do you think the owners would sit down at the table and start making actual progress towards <laughs> change if they were embarrassed on that kind of spotlight? But I think would do something. They would something's definitely gonna do change something. If that happens. <laughs> something's definitely going to change if that happens. Um, if the players want to sit out you know, then I feel the onus becomes on the fan. We can't watch no bullshit product of the NFL where they bring in replacement players and right. the owners see that nothing right. changes. But it, if the if we really want to see a true change in these hiring practices, and uh, I can't stand how people change the narrative. Like, oh, should we give him the job because he's a black man? No, give him a damn fair opportunity at getting the job. Yeah, this, that, I mean... That's it. That you know, equity, fairness, consideration. Don't choose the person that you think you want until you've completed your interview process. Don't waste his time. Um, and and that marriage got to count for something, Carlton. It doesn't have to count mm -hmm. for everything, but it has to count for something. I'll give you an example of something that really annoys the Rams' offensive coordinator. They say he's the front runner for the Vikings' job, right? And. Mm -hmm. He's a white man. He doesn't call the plays for the Rams because that's obviously Sean McVay. Um, right. And he's a front runner for the Vikings job. But last year's Super Bowl winning coordinator, who the knock on him was, he doesn't call the plays that Bruce Arians does, Brian Leftwich. Mm -hmm. That was the knock on mm -hmm. him as to why he yeah. didn't get a job. But this guy for the Rams, all of a sudden, he's the front runner for the Vikings job. That's the, that's the knock the on the enemy. Has been out there <laughs> forever. And he yeah. can, it feels like the enemy, every year it feels like the enemy's further away from the job than it he does. is getting the it job. It does. You hear his name less and less. And they mask it, it, it with he's he's waiting for the right opportunity. He He's deserving of the big job. But, dog, you, you and I know this as black people. Black people don't turn down jobs no matter what it is because you never know if you're going to get that shot again. <laughs> I, yeah, I, There's no I've way turned down one. I've turned doing. down one before. <laughs> Doc, Hugh, Hugh Jackson gets offered the Browns job. They're a horrible organization. Got to take it. Got to take well, it. Well, so you bring up Hugh Jackson because I wanted to circle back to him as we continue just to talk about all that's coming up with Flores. Because there's the racist hiring practice or the racism in the hiring practices. Um, there's the treatment of the coach when they're in a job because you got Flores being fired when many of us believe he shouldn't have been. The Houston coach got fired and he didn't even have a chance. But there's One the year. tank. There's the tank, the pay to tank. So we know in the NBA, they tank is, is an almost, I think it's a known, known. Play teams tank, they try to stop it to get a chance at the number one draft pick. The NFL, the product on the field, more often than not suggests that the players are playing. It's hard to not show up. You get your block knocked off in football. But 
Flores was offered a hundred mil, allegedly lost offered a hundred mil. Hundred thousand. Hundred thousand, I'm sorry. Uh for a hundred mil was he offered, been tanking. Yeah, he should do it. Uh <laughs> Hugh Jackson said he got offered the money to tank too. Now I don't know what he did or didn't do in terms of the tank, but we know the Browns year after year always typically are at the bottom. And so why would I the Browns wonder, have to pay anyone to tank? They just do what they normally do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, he, maybe he had some ideas. Maybe he had a good offensive design that wasn't going to give him a chance to be at the bottom how they usually no, are. I, I don't know. I agree with you on the players are not out there tanking games, man. But no. the organizations can tank games by saying, let's yeah. play these young guys. Let's play the young quarterback. Let's mm-hmm. see what this young – like that's how – that's how you tank professionally. But to offer somebody $100,000 that's the head coach to lose the game, that's an absurdity. That just – that can't happen. That just can't happen. Well, we, we – it's allegedly happened with the Dolphins. It's allegedly happened with the Browns. So if we walk like a duck, talk like a duck, it's a duck. So something's up. If, something's man, if he up has with this the pay-to-tank program. Oh, if he has this proof. Oh, I'd love to see it, man. Oh, because he has to be able to prove this. You can't, yeah, you can't just all of it say has it. to be proven. To be able Correct. To prove it. All so, of it has to be proven. It all still has to be heard and seen and taken um, into account in the court of law. All of that is true. But it is, what's the word? Tentilating. It is, <laughs> it's, 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 I did, I'm, I love football. We've talked about that. I will continue to watch football. But I want the NFL and the NCAA to be held accountable for what they do and do not. They, um, that's, that's another point, man. You know, I was talking to another one of our good friends who made the point, like, why, why should we expect any better? This is their league. It's 32 white owners, predominantly other than, uh, I believe, Mr. Khan in Jacksonville. Uh, mm-hmm. 30 one white owners and Mr. Khan in Jacksonville. And they're like, this is their league. Why would you expect them to change? This is their hobby. Well, the reason why I expect them to change is because that's what they fucking said. They said they're fucking committed to diversity. They're committed to equality. They're committed to equity. They're committed to having a league that's diverse. And when you look at the coaches, though, it's far from diverse. There's, mm-hmm. there's one. There's one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one guy, Mike Tomlin. That's it. Great coach. And, Great coach. I mean, you know, in in Flores' lawsuit, you know who he mentions? Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell. Because Jim Caldwell went to the playoffs with the Lions. How many people are walking the face of the earth that could say they went to the playoffs with the Detroit Lions and they still fired him? Like, it's the Detroit Lions. What? If we're basing, because merit is not everything, but it should count for something. Because there's always Mm -hmm. the idea of the fit, right? Do you fit into this team's culture? Do you fit into their vision, what they're trying to do moving forward? But they tell you uh, before, right? Uh, There's not a lot of black offensive coordinators. The league is moving more towards offense. So, you know, that's why you're not seeing it. But then we see the enemy. We see Leftwich. Then the knock on them is, well, they're not calling the plays. They're not calling mm-hmm. the plays. They play for offensive coaches that are not calling the plays. But then 
you look at the Rams and the white guy that's not calling the plays, that's the offensive coordinator, is all of a sudden the front runner for the Vikings job. Why does the coach move when the coaching candidate is black and they do anything to fit the, the white coach into there? Oh, I'll give you another example. Adam Gase absolutely sucked for the Miami Dolphins. Then the New York Jets hire him. He looks like he's doing cocaine in the opening press conference, and he's horrible with the New York Jets. Why does Adam Gase get a second shot? Cliff Kingsbury, Arizona. They fired a black man, Wilkes, after one year to hire Kingsbury, who wasn't even good at his job in college for Texas Barely. Tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what did they see in Kingsbury to make them say, we're all in on this guy? <laughs> Well, so you talked about expectations, right? What can we expect the owners to do? This is is their league. And I think to that point, I don't have an expectation or I expect it to be indicative of what happens in the rest of society. Because if we got any Black job applicants on this show to talk about their experience when interviewing, especially the higher up leadership roles, I, I got my own stories. And so the goalpost always moves. You aren't treated the same. The expectations are are applied differently. And so I don't, I expect what we're getting, so to speak, from the owners. But where I'm excited is to your point, one, they said they would do certain things. So one, this is an opportunity to hold them accountable. But ultimately, yes, your money, yes, your team, but we the players, we the fans, we the people want you to, to operate different. It's got to change. Yeah, I agree with you. The problem is not enough of we the people that are the fans give a crap about this. Like, like that's no, the, all that's the fans that. don't. No, I mean, yeah. we, you know, we still are. Uh, I'd say like, the good majority of minorities. the fans probably don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's still a minorities in this country. But there are standards that institutions, corporations, organizations are held accountable to, and the NFL um, and their owners fall into that same category. It, it, it's, it's, to me, it'll never change unless the players make a power move. This is true. Because is true. the owners are policing themselves and, and they, don't, they, don't, they don't give a crap about this. <laughs> is, this an op- is this an opportunity as you see it for the players to make a difference. Yeah. I mean, like, and once again, man, I don't tell anyone how to live their life because, you know, I believe we're all humans first, right? You're part of the yeah. human race and yep. you have a right to live your life how you want to. And if you don't want to get off the sideline and get involved, that's fine. But as, if, as long as the majority of the players take that position, then this is not going to change. Um, yeah, I think that's who, who's come right. out to speak up for Brian Flores. That's a player, Carlton. Well, I don't know yet. I didn't. I didn't watch. You know, celebrating the birthday. I didn't watch a lot of TV today, um, so I, I I don't know if any have come out. I I know the uh, analysts and the commentators from uh, Ryan Clark to Tony Kornheiser, uh, um, Shannon Sharp they they've talked um but i don't know what any of the active players have said just yet because that but they've talked and, and kudos to them they have nothing to lose an active player has something to lose 
So you have to weigh that up, man. Like you, you do. Uh, Kaepernick does what Kaepernick does, and we've never seen Kaepernick again on an NFL field. Uh, you oh, and yeah. you and I, yeah. And, yeah. and the majority of society that looks at this objectively, kind of realizes that mm, Brian Flores will probably never coach in the NFL again. He realizes that. Coach. He realizes that. Yeah. yeah, he realizes what he's doing. You know, so you know there there is a a risk in in regards to speaking up but you just have to weigh whether the reward is worth it and that that's going that's key like are you willing to risk some money uh in order to get the reward of equality and, and equity in the NFL the uh the, what impresses me most with Flores is that he knows the risk he is taking Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I give him his props, his family, their props for supporting him in doing this. We don't know how it's going to play out, um, but the likelihood that he get a head coaching job in the NFL again is small based on current culture. You know, maybe he can go to an HBCU and keep doing what Prime started. You know, I don't know. He definitely could coach high school football. He won't make the same money, but you know, went state a whole bunch of times. He could still have an influence in the game, but coaching in the NFL is uh, he he took a risk. But if it if it if he sticks through to it, he at minimum will have the support of the broader family. He will have the support of black people and those who support um, the fight for eliminating racism and creating equity and equality. Oh, I, I, I mean, I have a ton of respect for him. He's definitely following through on this. I mean, like if you've heard him right. talk like this, even <laughs> if the same man on a mission, tomorrow, Brian Flores <laughs> is following through on this. I think, going through. I, you know, he, he's a, he's a Brooklyn kid, you know, grew up mm -hmm. in Brownsville. I think the giants Carlton were his dream job. And, him, oh, don't make me get emotional. Ugh. For him to get that job, for, for him to get that text from Belichick oh, before man. he interviewed and Ooh. realized that he had no chance at getting this job, Ooh. I think that was just crushing for him, man. Yeah, and he said that. He said yeah, that. Yeah, I think, I, you know, I, I feel like it was crushing. And your boy Belichick talking about, oh, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> Oh, well, who, who, amongst us, who amongst us has not sent the wrong text in some way, shape, or form? So, you know, I can't even begin to imagine on uh, the conference calls they're gonna pull Bill in on because he 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 broke the secret. He for real. I mean, oh uh, oh, please put this shit on court TV or whatever airs <laughs> trials because if Bill Belichick hits the stand. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Oh, my God. Oh, that would be much. Bill uh, Belichick on the stand trying to explain that text away. Yeah, well, right. Fantastic television. Fantastic. All right. Well, on that note, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Unsolicited genius. Unsolicited genius.